You're locked on Boomer in the Morning. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Boomer in the Morning, and it's brought to you by Sundry Golf Club. Unforgettable countryside golf that's only a short drive from the city. Enjoy 18 holes of tranquil golf nestled in central Alberta. 12-game packs are available starting at $6.99 per person. Mm. Or check out stay-and-play packages starting at $1.89 per person, double occupancy. Get out of the city and onto the green. Experience Sundry Golf Club. Book tee times now. Sundrygolf.com. That's sundrygolf.com. I'm doing the math on a 12-game pack. That's legit. Yeah. So I'm at 12 there, folks. That's like yeah. less than 150 bucks around. Uh, a lot less than that. Your math is horrible. Never do math on the air. Uh, trying to help Sundry Golf Club. Adnan Ferk coming up a little later this hour. A little what you want to talk about. And uh, Sportsnet Today. Right out of the shoot, you got a uh, big guest lined up. Well, Tommy Will and Jr., we talked to a lot, but it's big news today because Victor Latoury, the Calgary product, who joined Calvary year one as a 17-year-old, just got purchased from Calvary by a club in the north of Scotland in their Premier League. So it's a pretty big um, event. Now, bittersweet in a way because you're losing a really crucial piece, but this league was invented to help develop young Canadians and get them to a higher level and produce, improve the quality of a national team player and the types of player that will represent our country. This is a huge, huge, huge achievement for Victor, who really good kid and is over there now already, officially announced. He's standing in the stadium with the scarf. Is that right? And this, this, this is a big development for the club because not only is it, okay, look what we did. Here's, a, here's an example of us developing guys. And Joel Waterman's playing in MLS with Montreal. And Mo Farsi just played with Columbus as a starter the other day, uh, they've had uh, like what Zator and Carducci go with for some national team camps, but now this is also one where they're getting paid, and that's now some money that they can turn into potentially more talent coming into play here. Good development, good to see. What's the dough? Do we know? Well, we'll ask Tommy how much of that's public and not. I know with the major leagues in Europe, it is, but this is very new and very early for the CPL, and I haven't seen a lot of firm numbers on any transfers. More just sort of. Vague references. So when they, someone says six figures, oh, well, that's a pretty big spread. The Scottish League Cup up for grabs. Yeah, their season starts at the end of July. So how about that? Not bad for uh, that. good for Victor. Not bad for a guy uh, from Mount Royal Cougars. Them are you two years yeah. ago to this? That's incredible, that incredible stuff. Yeah, I want to know how much dough we're talking about. Yeah, it's tough to find that right now. This doesn't look like a. Reputable website. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we care, they care about my privacy. All right, let's see. Uh, 220th. Really? Whatever that is. If that's euros, that's big time. Hmm. We'll see. Well, there you go. Okay. If that's the case, then is Tommy buying lunch or what are we doing? I don't think Tommy gets the money. You sure? Say. I mean, he does in his uh, GM spending account where he can go add players, but not on the, hey, let's do, uh, you know, some tea and watch some premiership at the ship. Not really that kind of money. Hmm. I'm less interested then. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I thought if it was going to end up in some. Well, I'll, I'll say this. The better that team does, the more yeah. they can, uh, you know, allow you to show up and potentially not even pay for tickets. All right, good. Uh, 
the uh, the fan feedback line is open. Hey, Pinder, how about uh, you pontificate about your experience in Montreal? People, well, the first hour of the show, there was some pontification. We'd uh, recommend you go download, subscribe, listen to hour one, wherever you get your streams. Details a little sketchy, though. I mean, well, you went to the race. We went to the race. Uh, my brother, the the bachelor in question, I guess, well, the recently married bachelor, I don't know how that is, uh, the stag, dressed up quite, like, very, very deep undercover. Very uh-huh. under cover, yeah. Under the cover of wig and under the cover of makeup and under the cover of mini skirts and, and yeah, prosthetic yeah. parts of the. So now, hmm. was it raining for the? Uh, yeah, I was spitting a little on the, on the Saturday and the beautiful weather on the Sunday. The track was pretty cool, and Montreal was just fired up. It's been so long since they had this event. People were from coming from all over, and think about where F one was in North America, the last time this race ran, and where it is now. On the heels of what four seasons of Drive to Survive and, yeah. and what that's done for popularity, we're seeing a race now in Vegas next fall, i.e., like a year and a half away. Yeah, like it's 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 it is a way bigger entity than it was the last time it was in Montreal, and especially in Quebec and Eastern Canada, you've had a lot of this, you know, I guess build up of, are we done COVID because we need to party. <laughs> Because it's been, they, they got locked down pretty hard out there for some portions of this, and and canceling big events like this sucks. Meanwhile, the <clears throat> we saw the same thing at the Canadian RBC Canadian Open in Toronto, where that was apparently out of control, rowdy golf crowd, and that, they'd missed the last two as well. It had to be canceled mm-hmm. from COVID. I was going to say. Meanwhile, the longtime hardcore F one fans are probably sour and bitter with all the. Oh, so now because it was on Netflix, now you're a big race fan, are you? You can tell me a lot about the history of of the sport. Yeah, I and... can't do that at all. But I, I don't know. So is that gatekeeping? Is that like? Or is are you like excited that what you love, other people are finally starting to understand? I could see both ways. Yeah, like uh, is it a better party in Montreal, a result of more interest? Probably. Are the tickets a little more expensive? Maybe. Do, do you? Are you? Is, can you talk to more people about your passion in F one? Absolutely. So, uh, bottle service, much the, more the, expensive, right? Is that what you VIP? found out? Yeah. Well, we, we booked it months ago. So the, the men in charge did a wonderful job. Is that right? Excellent stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like a DJ show at the big big Red Bull racing event. It was cool. Did you take a lot of flack for wearing the NASCAR jackets? I think when people see 20 plus of them, it's like, okay, this is clearly like, now we get it. But if it was one, it'd be like, well, what are you doing? Because you're, you're going for the heel turn there. Is yes, to and it's, rub a, it. it's a large group. You're like, okay, well, this is something here. I'm not sure what this is, but this is something yeah, that's happening yeah. here. So do you feel like you'll have any kind of lasting affection for F1? Do you feel now like you want to go back and watch the, the Netflix specials, the go back to another race, maybe go to Vegas? Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, it's all just up against all the other things you want to go see and do, but I, I definitely wasn't left wanting more. I, I certainly have more appreciation for the sport and more interest in it as a result. Yeah. With Montreal, make it manual. When, how, how much is a liver transplant? I don't know. I I can't sell mine for much. I'm ta- I want a good functional one coming in. That's what I'm talking. So many people will ask me questions about you and your life, and I don't ever really know what to say. So how does he do I I, I don't know. So I, I was Doesn't the- he have like a wife? And, yeah, 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 he does. Because it sure seems like he spends a Yeah, he, he, he does. Yeah. I don't have That's any right. good answers for people. Uh, what? She's the the better half. She's invited on the the female side of this. It's later this summer. It'll all even out, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, um, now I'm not. Uh, I reached out as a 
investigative journalist? Yeah, would do. Mentioned earlier about maybe is it uh, there's rumors suggesting that uh, Ryan Huska could be the next head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Weeks uh, tweeted about it and then took the tweet away. Uh, sounds like maybe not uh, as as of right now may may happen. Seems like a long shot, at least based on info I'm getting today. That information would be Chicago based or Calgary based. I or can't really tell generally you know, wide. You know, don't really want to get into it. I think that's probably a nice uh, nod to the work that Ryan Husk has done at a minimum. Sure. And it does. Does it also... feel like he's on the track to become a head coach down the line? Like I, I I've always thought he was a very good, uh, like a hard worker, a guy that you trust to do the right thing, treats people well. But I, I don't know that I've ever, on the flip side, been like, like when do the sweepstakes begin? Yeah. They're, they're, I'm worried about the team losing this guy. I, I don't really hear that from the fan base. But maybe he is sort of becoming a. A darling amongst the assistants, right? We kind of heard this about Craig Conroy, like what two years ago when the Sabres were hiring a GM, and Craig had been in that position for a long time. And I guess at some point, you're really, really good at being an assistant. You've mastered the job, so to speak, and you're ready for a bigger challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same or not here. Well, it's like you. I mean, for a while there, you were the the next darling, the next media darling. Well, if I was the darling, no, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Does seem though in of the teams that remain because it looks like Peter DeBoer is going to go to Dallas. We know Vegas has hired Cassidy. Tortorella goes to Philadelphia. There's a few jobs left. Detroit is out there. Uh, obviously Chicago. It seems like Chicago is going to be one where it's not going to be a heavy hitter, big name going in there. the The names that seem to be suggested are all either assistant coaches going in, somebody from college hockey. Going in there, it looks like they're looking for a younger, as as they, I guess, are going to well, have to trans transition into a rebuild. So, okay, if, you, if, if you've done what they've done, which is sell at the deadline, which is apparently table Alex DeBrinkett for trade conversations, you know, bring in a young coach. They just fired a coach. They had an interim. The interim hasn't been re-upped. They just made a change to general manager. Like, we all know what this is. This is a rebuild. Why are we not talking about Patrick Kane? Because he either gets extended this summer or you should be cashing in with a massive haul for a guy that's still an elite offensive producer. Because I don't really hear either, and maybe we wouldn't hear if it was extension talks or you need that front office some time on that. But, like, is that not the most pressing thing here? Like, DeBrinkett's got team control for a while. DeBrin- like Kane can walk next summer. Yeah, I mean, for nothing. we aren't the only ones that see that. There has to be. And I wonder if if it's out of respect for how big the talent is and how much he means to that city and that fan base that there has to be conversations, but it needs to be kept quiet. You don't want, it's the Patrick Kane sweepstakes. Come one, come all, it becomes a circus, and then he's got to answer questions and all of that. There's no extension there, I don't think. He has to move on. They have to add You'd get a, you'd get a haul for yeah, one year of absolutely, him. Absolutely, yeah, and a playoff run, and to a place where they feel maybe there's a chance they could resign him. You're only going to get more. Maybe you build in another conditional first rounder. He's got one year left at ten and a half million, and he is worth that money. He's one of the great offensive catalysts in the game. Uh, similarly, but differently, Jonathan Taves, one year left, ten and a half million. I don't think that's money well spent. I think he's still a good NHLer, but a ten and a half million dollar salary is not a good NHLer salary. It's a superstar NHL salary. He's not that anymore, or at least hasn't looked like that for a while. He missed all of two seasons ago. Um, there's still things he does well, but it'd be tough to call him 
an elite forward so much as maybe just a good or very good forward at this point. Different conversations there. And I suppose, like, how do you measure having one jersey in your career as a legacy piece and how you maybe are cemented in that city? Or could Patrick Kane go play for six teams now and still come back and be the mayor of Chicago? Kind of feel like he could. Yeah, I think for sure he could. So I, I just I don't know how much value there is in that. Um, I think you're putting up a statue of Patrick Kane in Chicago, whether he he's a career hawk or not. Eventually. For, because of not just what he accomplished, but he's a first overall pick and the Cups and the style and flair that he had to his game. He won a Stanley Cup winning goal in overtime. <laughs> right? It's, yeah. So he arrived. You, you can go wherever you want. He is one of the greatest Chicago Blackhawks of all time. First overall, uh, London Knights arrives in 07, 08, 72 points at his size as a rookie. And you're like, oh boy, this is a special talent. And then just a couple of years later, that run begins where they win, what, five cups? Sorry, excuse me, three cups in six years? Last like, year like, of that deal. Icon in, in, in Chicago. Oh boy, I got some, I got some bad news going on with my computer. I got some some virus city going on here. Um, and if you want to even look at it, were were the Hawks a good team? No, they weren't. He had ninety two points in seventy eight games. It was what I was most impressed with. Is there was no pouting. Yeah, we we saw them down the stretch near the end of the season. He was still playing like games mattered. He and DeBrinket were lethal at times. So I give him credit. Well, he just seems like wherever he is and whoever he's playing with, it doesn't matter whether it's a Kubalik or it's Debrinket or it's somebody else. And yeah, there's some really good players he's lined up next to. You just don't have to worry about offense. It's there. And and no, you're not getting the other side of the pocket ton. But the guys that earn the most money all do one thing put up points. Not a lot of defensive defensemen, goalies. Like you want to look at the biggest salaries, it's almost all point producers. This is the most coveted skill set in the sport. You trade for Patrick Kane for one year, you'd pay for his salary in jersey sales. Everybody would. Where Where is he going? To the Rangers. I need a Rangers. I'm telling you, man. Are a, the Sabres that far away? And look at that division. I don't you know. need a mega stud. Like, how much better are you with them? The thing for the Sabres is you wonder, do we wait a year and get him as a free agent yeah. instead of gutting picks and prospects now for one year? It's true. You're not winning this year. Yeah, yeah. And and look, you're you're hoping to improve. And Boston's maybe oh a little bit of wobbles, all the injuries. Yeah. We're not sure about Bergeron's future. So maybe there's an opening in that top four in the Atlantic. But you know Florida's good. You know Tampa's good. Maybe beaten up, but good. You know Toronto's going to be absolutely ferocious next year with the way their season ended in round one. Detroit's improving. Montreal, I think, is going to be better. It might not be yet next year, but at some point it will. Um, you and others are more bullish on the Sens than I, but they're young and talented. They shouldn't be getting worse. Like that that division, I don't think steady improvement is going to get you there anytime soon. Maybe it is time to say we've been stockpiling picks for like a decade here. The prospect system is loaded and away we go. But to your point, if it's just one year later and you're not giving up a haul, maybe that's the move. We can talk about it later this week, perhaps. The RFAs, we spend so much time talking about the unrestricted free agents, and because of where the cap is and there's not huge gains going from year to year, there was some notion, there's some talk that maybe teams might just walk away from some RFAs when they wouldn't in other years. Mm -hmm. And there's some big name, obviously Matthew Kachuk, the biggest 
of the RFA group, 104 points. No one had more. Wow. Uh, Kevin Fiala, we've talked about him a fair bit. 41 goals for Jason Robertson. He He's w- going to get paid. He will need to get paid. Jesper Bratt had a heck of a season, 73 points in 76 games. Dubois in Winnipeg. Line A needs a deal with Columbus. Josh Norris in Ottawa. We've talked a little bit about Anthony D'Angelo. Adrian Kempe in L.A. needs a deal. Brock Besser in Vancouver. Up the road is what do you do with Pugliarvi? Yeah, there's some there's some interesting, and I don't I don't think in Yamamoto. I don't think the I don't think these are the guys that don't get qualified or that that are let that are let free. But there's some other- what kind of contracts? Who who wants short term big money? Who wants to lock in? Who what teams? Because we're led to believe Minnesota, their backs against the wall, they may not be able to afford Fiala, so it's a it's a forced trade almost in that scenario. Well, and, and uh, you read off a lot of forward and D there, but Jake Gottinger moved the needle for you. Yeah, that's an RFA and a significant one. Uh, the best series we've seen from a goalie this whole postseason, I'd suggest. Uh, <laughs> Gorgiev in New York. Do they have enough money to keep him as a backup, or is that going to be money spent to bring Andrew Kopp back? Like, I think it is going to be a very eventful offseason because contenders are in some tough spots financially, but there's also a lot of teams that have cap space. Like the Flames have, what, $25 million of cap space? You'd like them to use it on some guys they have. But, <laughs> is that know. what you'd like? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Adnan Vert will join us. NHL Network, MLB Network. Cinephile podcast. We'll see what's uh, we'll see what's uh, you know keeping him busy these days. He was traveling all around doing some baseball. We'll see if he's uh, feeling this Colorado Tampa Bay final. I haven't been to a movie. When's the last time you've been to a movie? Ages. Yeah, like post COVID. No. Or pre. Yeah. What the hell did I go and see? I think I went with the kids to some Marvel something. Yes. Was it? Oh, it was the Batman. It was that new Batman movie. I miss going to movies. I want to. It's time. Let's go. You smell that? It's popcorn. Oh, baby. Yeah, it's popcorn. Extra butter, really, Dean? Not extra. Layered. That sounds like extra. It's not extra. Normally, there's one layer. You've asked for multiple layers. That's extra. Just it's. uh, We'll ask Verk. Is it extra? Is is layered butter extra butter? It's the hard hitting questions you need answers for. It's a wider wiener. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Guest hotline brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 13-time Consumer Choice Award winner. For every dollar you spend, you earn points towards free pizza with their rewards program. It's Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Hour three of the program rolls on. We've got Ryan Pinder back. You ever, uh, Adnan Virk, you ever uh, been to Montreal, Adnan? You ever gone to Montreal? Oh, my, are you kidding? I, listen, I'm a huge fan of La Belle Provence. I've been to Montreal several times. Huge fan. I mean, Rue St. Catherine, where all the action happens. Great ballet, great dancing, great, <laughs> great nightlife, you know, excellent food. Arts and culture, um, yeah. You know, yeah, the, the, listen, the bagels are unbelievable. I can't remember the exact place I went to, but it's the famous place. The bagels are off the chain. Poutine is fantastic. I love old Montreal. But having said all of that, I'm more partial to Quebec City. I think Quebec City is one of the greatest cities in the world. It's unbelievable. If you can't go to Europe, which I've never done, 
just go to Quebec City. You feel like you're in Paris. Old Quebec is like five kilometers long. It's a gigantic fortress. You stay in the Chateau Frontenac. You're in a giant castle built in 1690. I mean, I think Montreal is fabulous. But Quebec City, one of the great underrated gems in all of North America, which is why I keep pushing for a hockey team there. And people tell me, oh, they got a new arena and infrastructure, enough money. Can you do? No, I don't care. I want Quebec City, Michelle Goulet, Peter Stastny, Mario Gosselin, Nordy Cabs. Let's go. Yeah, Owen Nolan, Joe Sackick, uh, Matt Sundin. Yeah, yeah there's some. Oh, sure. Well, and they have the rink, Adnan. They do. It's just okay, the good. question is, like, do you need, like, Winnipeg 2.0 in the league, or do you want to chase a huge U.S. market that maybe could be the next, I don't know, like, Tampa? Nashville. Yeah, we already have that. You're right, Tampa, like a Nashville, Tampa. I know what you're saying. That, that is a good question. I mean, because I've heard people say, what about Portland? I say, Portland, come on, what are you talking about? you got Vancouver and Seattle, right? Why would you want Portland? But there's the whole concept of, you know, rivalries and building it, you know, via geographics, et cetera. But you're right. I hear your point, Pinder. I mean, it's funny because in baseball, the two teams that I think they could use is what hockey's already done, which is Vegas and Nashville. And you've seen what huge successes those have been, um, not only in football, but also in hockey. So it's interesting. I always think of it with relocation, expansion, and such. I'm like, man, why can't you just move the Rays to Tampa? Excuse me, the Rays from Tampa to Nashville and then move the A's to Vegas. And baseball could solve two issues right there and get into two Potentially big markets. No, yeah, you haven't got me a team in Montreal yet, so I'm not buying it. Sorry, I need I need, right, I need one okay, more team. Let's, let's move. T- All right, Tampa to Montreal, and we'll go the A's to Vegas, and Nashville. We'll get it eventually. Yeah, Bye. okay, I'm, I'm down. I'm in now. Yeah, Ryan was just in Montreal for the better part of four days. Went to the F1 race. It was his brother's stag. It was uh, de- oh, wow. debauchery at a Jeez. level of which you've not seen. It was uh, there's photos yeah. and videos. It's really quite a show. No, it really is. Like if someone's, it doesn't matter who you are. If someone says you've been to Montreal, there's a better than ninety-five percent chance it was first day. Like there's there's a five percent chance. Oh, I took my wife on a romantic getaway. Okay, there's a, like a point zero eight percent chance uh, there was a wedding or some family or relative. No, no, generally it's yeah. A bunch of my buddies just want to get after. So went to Montreal. Okay, great. That, that's what we all do. Had a good time. Was, Don't remember much of it, yeah, but it was yeah. great. It's a good time. Montreal Canadiens' home record is really good. Yeah, is it? <laughs> is that right, huh? <laughs> hmm. Man, the Alouettes. Well, for years, yeah. the Raptors had always had, right? the Raptors still have that 1 p.m. game Sunday or 12.30. You go, yeah, of course they're going to win. All these guys are coming into town just go getting after Toronto nightlife. The women are so friendly. It's a great city. It's Saturday night. Of course the Raptors will win Sunday. The Habs should do that. They should have scheduled a noon game Sunday. They'll win it every single time. I'm trying to remember the website that did it, but it was rather scientific. And someone looked at the road records of NBA teams in cities with like world-class strip clubs. And I don't really know how you make that list, but we just know some places are better than others. Atlanta's known for it. Miami, Montreal, yeah. Miami, even Toronto. It's different because it's Canada. What? Yeah. Like it, it, there was a legit correlation between playing the night after in a city with great strip clubs as your road team. I mean, that, that that's just uh, uh- incredible. A thousand percent, Pinder. If I'm running one of those four teams that you just mentioned, I would absolutely schedule things. Now, listen, this is a huge advantage to us. These guys are so horny. They're getting after all these strippers. We, they, we, we're just adding easy wins here on a Sunday afternoon. Why are we doing this? And you, you named the big four. right? You think of the big four. That, that's your Mount Rushmore right there. Atlanta, so, Miami, Montreal, and Toronto. So, so what's the appeal of Toronto for an America? Because I think I know, but I don't know that it's common knowledge. Like, Why is Toronto sexy? For Canadians, it's really not in a way. Uh, well, the big thing, and when I worked at ESPN, people would mention it. Go, hey, I, I heard the uh, the ballet there in Toronto is pretty good. I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, 
culture. I mean, and, I, and I exactly said what a true Canadian would say, which is, well, Montreal is more known for that. You know, those crazy French Canadian girls. But yeah, no, Toronto's pretty good. I mean, there's, there's a couple of establishments that are well known if you're looking for that. They go, yeah, I heard, I heard the key is it's, you know, it's, it's full. I go, full what? I, full service? He goes, no, 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 God, no, no, no. Fully nude. I said, oh, that's right, that's right. That's, in America, ah, uh, the there is somewhat clothed. Yeah. So there's the rub. In Canada, fully nude strip clubs. Well, that's a good uh, yeah, MLB right. insider. Had an anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> 8.30 in the morning, we're dropping this information. Yeah, well, it's amazing. Good but, I mean, some of those, like Miami, they start yeah. at about 3 in the morning. Like, clubs are lined yeah. up yeah. to get in mm-hmm. at 3 a.m. It's, it's a different level out there. No doubt. I think, I think, listen, not that I'm a connoisseur, but I would think of the ones we're talking about, Montreal is tender just experiences. is obviously elite, but I think Boom's right. I think it's got to be Miami. Because whenever I've been there, it's, it's like a 24-hour thing. I've never seen that before. These are Olympic medals. That too. Yeah, like these are yeah, podium like, like, performances like, here. Yeah, like Boom's right. Like it, it, I, I think it opens at like 9 p.m. and it goes till noon. I go, that is insane. They're like, oh, yeah. We, 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 the party gets started at 4 a.m. The fact that you could wake up at 8 a.m., have like a steak and eggs, and just wander to all these establishments to me is unbelievable. Yeah. It's, and then it's the, the, the repeating the scene of Varsity Blues where you come out and it's so bright. <laughs> the hell's going? Yeah. What time is it? No. With yeah. your old high school teacher. I don't know about that part. Man. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so, Vera, a question for you. Uh, threw this out before the break, and now people are texting in. Uh, you go to the theater, you get popcorn, you get layered butter. Is that the same as uh, extra butter? Uh, no. Your, your thoughts? No, no, I worked at a movie theater, and uh, oh. I actually knew it before I even worked at the theater. My cousin worked there, and we would go to the movies, and I was maybe 18, 19, and he goes, hey, make sure you get your butter layered. Like, what the hell does that mean? He goes, it means they put one scoop of popcorn, then they you know pop a little butter. Put another scoop of popcorn, pop another butter. Another scoop of popcorn, pop, you know, layer throughout rather than just a big ton on top. Because if you get extra butter, they're just pumping that spigot like three times off the top. It's disgusting. It's just, just overloaded with butter off the top, yeah. and the bottom two-thirds are dry. And I said, okay, that's interesting. So mm-hmm. I, I think it kind of was a really popular technique or practice earlier. I, I can't remember the last time I heard someone like in line. Because every time I go with my kids, I have to get popcorn. I never get butter. I'm like, no, I can't do it. It's just, I find it disgusting at this point. I don't know what happened to me. So I just get a large popcorn, but then I get a refill, which is amazing. Free refill. So yesterday, $81 to take four boys and myself to go see Lightyear in IMAX. Like, why, why the hell do you have to watch this in IMAX? Like, whatever, fine. $16 for an adult ticket. Ridiculous. Large popcorn, 9 bucks, but you get a refill. And they bank on the fact, don't want to leave the movie. Like, I don't give a damn. I'm going to get my popcorn. So the kids crush that in 30 minutes. They go back, I get a refill, yep. And the slushies are $6, which is outrageous. But back to my original point, I can't remember the last time, boom, I heard somebody in the line, they had to be say, hey, can I get that butter layered? Normally they just get the popcorn. They don't even ask for butter now, to be honest with you, at least in Jersey. I just ordered a large popcorn. They don't even ask me, do you want butter with that? People are just so disgusted and turned off by it. But, I, yes, in order to your original question, huh. layered butter, different than extra butter. So did you say that? You would you'd go to the to the extent of a triple layer. I've never done a triple. I'll get it. I'm getting it layered, but they'll dump out half, give you some yeah. butter, fill it back up again, a second uh, run of butter, and that's it. I've never, I've never had the gall or the confidence to ask for a triple layer of butter. <laughs> the gall, the audacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't done it in at least. I wouldn't. I haven't done it in about 25 years. But when I was 18 years old, I would get the layered butter. It was a triple layer. 
that was also the time I used to get a Big Mac and I get an extra cheese. And they look at you kind of funny. And they go, it comes with cheese. I go, no, no, I want extra cheese. You get one slice of cheese. I would like two slices of cheese. I go, man, this guy's getting a little frisky. And I go, give me an extra salt packet too. And I would like to put a little bit of extra salt in the burger. And they go, sure, the, the burger's already seasoned. I go, no, no, I want a little salt here. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just, just a heart attack waiting to happen. So have you ever done the layer there, uh, Pinder? Layered, layered butter? I mean, yes. I just, I, I, I... I don't know. It's been a long time, and yeah, of course, layered yeah. better because I just find that the bag is too full. It's not like you can mix it about. It's just going to spill everywhere. That's why you need the layer. So the layer does make yeah. sense, and I, I stand corrected. I should never question you on popcorn knowledge at the theater. Just totally out of my wheelhouse, ignorant, arrogant, awful. Yeah, I don't know what you're... I'm sorry. I don't know what you're thinking. So now, Lightyear, uh, how was it? Not bad. I mean, it was a little watered down. You know, the last few Pixar movies have been direct streaming. And I really enjoyed Turning Red, which is set in Toronto. It's about a Chinese-Canadian family. And she's the the title is right on the nose here. She's going through that uh, important cycle here in a girl's life. And she is turning red, not only beneath the equator, but also physically. She gets angry, and she turns into a giant panda. So I really like Turning Red. And uh, Luca, my kids, enjoy. So this is the first Pixar movie in theaters. And maybe it's just because it pales in comparison to Toy Story. But I think the biggest issue is this. No Tim Allen. i got to hear Tim Allen as the voice of Buzz Lightyear. Instead, it's Chris Evans. And the reason why is, that, well, Tim Allen is the voice of Buzz Lightyear the toy. But this is Buzz Lightyear's origin story. So when Buzz mm-hmm. was a human, he was voiced as Chris Evans. And I said, that sounds like a cockamamie excuse. That, that sounds like you didn't want to pay Tim Allen or you think he's crazy or scheduling comp, whatever. But I just couldn't get past the fact it was not Tim Allen saying to infinity and beyond. Yeah, Other than that, fairly yeah. generic movie. I'm with you, because uh, you could tell by the trailers fairly easily that this isn't Tim Allen. And yeah. all of a sudden now it's, uh, uh, you lost me a little bit. I do, I do like the way, I, I'm, I'd probably watch it, because I have kids that would probably want to watch it, I suppose. But do you think that's a, is it uh, too much money for Tim Allen? Did he run a hard bargain, or were they... Because that, that just feels like a full cop out to me. Yeah, oh, we can well, save is, a few million here. You know, this is uh, this is pre uh, Toy Story. Oh, is it? Is that what you're? That's what I would say too. If I was too cheap, you're to hitting get the Tim neck Allen. with an asteroid yeah, to change his voice. Say, yeah. yeah, I think Tim Allen. That, I, I don't. Think, he doesn't strike me as a particularly hard, you know, hard negotiator. But maybe his company or his people, agents, etc., rightfully said, "Hey, listen, the Toy Story franchise has made over a billion dollars." You're going to have to give my guy, you know, 25 million of voices. Like, you know what? We'll get Chris Evans for a fraction of the price. Nobody will notice. Oh, no, we noticed. I mean, I still paid, but I noticed. I didn't like it. You ever done any voice work like that, Adnan? Get paid some big bucks just oh, to yeah. lend your tones oh, to uh, animation? Or, that is, it's so good, right? Boom. That, that is the dream. It's never happened. When I was in Toronto, as Pinder knows, working at the score, I got a voice agent. I said, that's my real dream. They said, really? You, you, you don't want to be a sportscaster? I said, no, no. I love being a sportscaster. But I really want to be a voice actor. I want to get paid vast sums of money, like Don LaFontaine, the voice guy, or even better yet, be an animation guy. Like I said, you know, Will Arnett for years at voiceover, still does Reese's thing about all that stuff. I said, I, I want to be that guy. I just want to be a voice making a crazy amount of money in my underwear, voicing stuff at home. And it just never mm-hmm. came to fruition. I, I must have auditioned. A hundred times. Now think about them. Goes on. Think about this. You're driving twenty minutes to audition. You got to park your car. Seven dollar parking downtown Toronto. You go in. You voice three lines in a British accent. You go back to your car. You drive back home. You work at the score that night. Okay, great. A hundred times it happened, and I got one gig. No, I got two gigs. One gig was like a voice. It wasn't animation. It was just a voiceover, like an announcer guy, which 
God forbid, how could I not get that job? I actually am an announcer, but I got, I got a voice as like a sportscasting announcer, and it was for healthy eating. It was like, he's got the cheese. He's got the granola. He's done it. The fruit cup. He got it. Like, that was it. Just a crazy <laughs> announcer over a healthy eating commercial. And the big one was Quiznos. Quiznos was unbelievable. Quiznos, I go into, I don't know why, again, voice of the announcer, but I kept, I got the gig and they go, all right, we got to work on this. You keep doing it too much like an announcer. You're projecting too much. And I said, okay, I remember the, I remember the tag. It was Quiznos, a cut above. Great taste at low prices. They go, okay, knock it off. Go down about half of that. They go, the only thing in directing you want is less or more. We want a lot less. I go, okay. Uh, well, I, I kind of want to bring energy. You no know, project. That's not what we're looking for. Uh, okay, no problem. Quiznos, a cut above. Great taste at low prices. They go, better, less. They go, think of it like you're Keep a going. disinfected teenager. You're like your hands are in your pockets. You're almost sheepishly saying it. I go, okay, I'll try it like this. Quiznos, a cut above. Great taste at low prices. They go, that's it. That's what we want. I go, all right, I'll do it. And it was a cash cow. I mean, I made, you would go in there and exactly what I just did. You'd read the new, hey, get the new, whatever, six inch foot long for a limited time only. Give the tagline. You'd walk out there, $1,000. $1,000 for 30 minutes of work. And I think it lasted, I'm going to say I made at least 10K. I mean, it was one of the great moments of my life getting that Christmas person. But that was it. I went two for 100, and Quiznos was what came claim to fame. Wow. See, that's the ranks the richest stuff. I love that. You, you, everyone at that score was grinding. No one was making any money. No. Everybody was crying. That's the thing. We were always big with, like, as Letterman once said of his own show, Late Night with David Letterman back in the 80s on NBC, we were big with college kids in prisons. That, that was the scores. <laughs> that was the scores target market. We were big with college kids and prisons. <laughs> now, it's, it's rumored, because these things, they, uh, they tr- try and keep them under wraps because it's so much money. But the rumor is that when The Simpsons was kind of at its height, the voice yeah. actors, uh, Hank Azaria, Dan Kesteletta, whatever, uh, Nancy Cartwright, between, yep. between three and four hundred grand an episode. Oh, that's good. Oh, my God. Now, what, Seinfeld was famously, what, a million when they, in their last year? Yeah. yeah. But this was. Last year was yeah. a million voice. an episode. And that, as you guys know, in today's era now, it's much less, right? Barry, I love, but it's only eight episodes for the season. Yeah. Even these yeah. dramas now, 12 episodes, right? Only This Is Us, which just wrapped up, I think, was like a more conventional drama. But back in the day, that's 22 episodes. Every comedy, mm-hmm. 22 episodes. So you're right. Sato, $22 million for one week, for hey. one year, excuse me. And you're right, Boom. I, I've talked to Hank Azaria. I've interviewed him twice on my podcast. He's a great guy. I think he might be the richest person I've ever met. And you would never know it because he's very humble and unassuming. Huge Mets fan. But I'm like, bro, you must have cashed in. And I kind of got giggling a little bit. I go, bro, bro. I, I was like, I know how many voices you do. You do like eight different voices in The Simpsons. That's not like at scale. <laughs> he started laughing. It's definitely not scale. Like, yeah, scale is 800 bucks. Oh, you, bro, you've been there for like 25 years. Yeah. You do eight voices. You're doing cheap. Like, you must be killing it. He's like, oh, I do okay. I go, no way. I think Hank Azaria has like hundreds of millions of dollars. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's literally hundreds of millions. The, and the thing is, it's one thing if you're acting on The Simpsons. You're, you're doing mow the barkeep in your gotch in the basement. <laughs> You don't need to leave your house, right? Like, what do you? Right. There's no better gig in the this world. Is the, this is the boom dream setup here. Oh my god! Don't you have kidding? to see other people. Don't have to leave the house. Don't have to get dressed. Yes. I bought house a, coat. Go. Yeah. Bought a microphone for a couple hundred bucks, and uh, they just sit in your basement and uh, hey, uh, uh, hey Homer, how you doing? Uh, hundred million dollars. 
Terrific. Yeah, but as Harry told me, the key is because I kept saying, "God, I'm so jealous of envious." You know, I think I could have done it. He goes, "Well, listen, the key is the variety of voices. Like a lot of guys think they can do it, but they can do about four different voices." Mm. I mean, they're not being arrogant, but I can do a hundred different voices. I said, "Okay, fair enough." So when he goes into an audition, they go, "We want a South African accent." He can just dial it up like that. So that's the key. But we need to get down to business. A hundred different types of voices, and then you go in, and the casting agent's not going to say no to you. And what would be great is, you know, there's been some people who have probably tried to hire him. It's like, well, we're going to have to pay him. What does he make? Well, I don't know. He's on The Simpsons, so it's going to have to be a lot. Hey, Hank, we'll give you five grand to voice this commercial. 30 seconds. That's all. I'm worth $90 million. I make $300,000 an episode. So the five grand is uh, very generous, but uh, I'm going to pass. Well, get get, yeah. get get on it. Uh, people are now texting in. They're going out for Quiznos and strippers right now because you're uh, a hell of a salesman. You are. Yeah. yeah. It's what everyone wanted. It's brilliant stuff. Yeah. Real good. Uh, always Wait, good talking. Uh, always good talking baseball with you, Adnan. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. As always, boys. Yankees are still on fire. Congrats to you guys. Boom. Strippers and Quiznos. Great taste at low prices. Talk to you next probably week. Probably time buddy. to go. Yeah, there you go. Right out of time. Thanks, Adnan. <laughs> See, that's the thing I like about it. It's, it's versatility. You never know where it's going to go, but you just know he's going to be able to. He's he's going to be able to talk about just about everything. I wasn't sure that we were going to get into stripper talk, mm. but you yeah, know, you leave him a little wiggle room. See where he goes with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He slipped out of a in, shoot, shoelace tackle and ran ninety yards for the major. He went yeah. right there. I mean, in fairness. He started with bagels, mm. then to poutine. He started with dancing, so I think he to, definitely knew where he was going. Yeah, then to street. Well, and it's a little different in Toronto because it's like you can get on a train and be there in four hours. You can catch a one-hour flight. You can drive there for a long weekend. You can go catch. Like, it's it, It's not that different from going to Edmonton here in terms of proximity. Not the exact same, but here it's an arduous journey to get there that requires some planning. You can decide Thursday afternoon you're going to Montreal this week when you live in Toronto, and that's a nice little escape from conventional what, Lower Canada, they'd call it? Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. It was in Upper Canada. Montreal's a great. Upper, upper, I think it's Upper Canada. But he's not wrong. If you're, and I said it earlier, if you go to Quebec City, go to Montreal, it's like you're going to a different country. It's not as, close. It's as yeah. expensive as a different country, probably, but at least they take Canadian dough. Uh, coming up, Sportsnet today after the top of the hour, you got Tommy Wheeldon Jr., Kind of a big deal. Yeah, they sold uh, Victor Latoury. He's been purchased by a club in Scotland, so congrats to Victor, who's already there. Calgary kid. Tommy's known him since his foothold days, and uh, that, that leaves a bit of a hole on the field, so we'll see what that means. But it also uh, boosts the coffers with a uh, player purchase dough. So what does that mean as well? I don't know. Lost Tommy. All right, there you go. That's coming up after uh, the top of the hour. Right now it's time for... What you want to talk about, and it's brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe, your experts in automatic door service, repairs, and replacements. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. What the bleep did I just turn on? Yeah, in fairness, if you thought you were going to hear about the uh, performance from Garrett Cole last night with the no-hit bid going uh, late stages, uh, not today. Not today. Uh, No-hit bids that don't get completed Uh, all the time, really. After you get the popcorn, you should need to use a straw to get all the butter. 
I'm kind of. I feel listen, like that. You, I, how many years have you shaved off your life? There's too much. There's Jeez. such a thing as too much butter. Yes. There is. Yeah. I know that's a controversial take, but that's why you go with layer. Because if you go extra butter, they're just and that top it gets all soggy and and then you're it's no good. You got to layer it. But boy, the triple layer, that's ballsy. That is ballsy. Uh, off to Montremblant tomorrow Ooh. via Montreal for three nights. Oh, Any dear. suggestions, Pinder? Well, it's kind of like asking, hey, what, I hear Vegas is fun. Where should I go? Just follow your nose. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Just toucan Sam the place. That's Let's right. go. Bring cash. Upper equals Ontario. Yes, I was thinking about the direction of the river, and that probably explains it. Upper runs Take to lower. me to the river. Put me in the water. Uh, fellas. Fellas! Stag this weekend on the shoe swap. Any ideas? Well, you're houseboating. You've done it. So, yeah. Yeah, you're on a boat. The ideas are probably, let's have some strict rules enforced about swimming after X number of beverages. Careful now. Yeah. Life jackets. Yeah. Put a life jacket on. A little floaty. Just be smart about yeah. it. Uh, Albertans can head to Fort McMurray. It's not quite Toronto to Montreal. No, it's not. But it is a different society. Speak yes, a different language, right? It's different up there. Uh, I'm disappointed not to get Robot Pinder today. I'm surprised. I thought you were going to be a bag of yeah. doorknobs. I'm, all, I'm kind of a little disappointed in myself. I guess that means there was another gear. Smashed a-holes. Yeah, you just, you, really? You, you left some in the tank. Uh, this one just says, I haven't texted all morning. Have a good day. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah. Hey, don't, don't start now. Yeah, why start now? Uh, serious Montreal question. I booked airline tickets in a hotel room four months ago to see the draft. My wife caved, but now I cannot find ticks as they are 400 American. Do I tell her or do I just go for a walk and then watch the draft in the bar near Bell Center and never tell her? So, so I'm confused at all. He doesn't have tickets. He needs tickets and he has to tell his wife that he does or doesn't have them. Well, I think, yeah, booked airline tickets in a hotel room to go to the draft. Didn't get draft tickets. The wife is, I guess, now in for the trips. Yeah, right, let's right, go. Right. Okay, but okay. Uh, I, I would wait. If you've got the patience, you, you'll find some draft tickets close to. There'll be people saying, ah, oh, geez, you know. Yeah. Ah, oh, geez. Ah, oh, geez. But I'll say 400 this, US for the draft is nutty, by the way. The, the draft there is pretty cool. Oh, for sure. The Friday, be, yeah. because it'd be the Friday night. Friday primetime round one. Doing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They start chanting, and you know who's got the first overall pick. So they will be absolutely wound up. Uh, Albertan, uh, Albertans can head to uh, Leth Vegas for the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love Leth Vegas. Boom, are you going to Showdown Sunday this year at Stampede? Are we talking about Innisfail again, or is this the... <laughs> this is the Stampede. Mm-hmm. Come on, mm-hmm. Calgary. Just wondering where this Quiznos nightclub is. Uh, it's east of here. Is it? Yeah, fly yeah. very far east. Uh, if Eichel couldn't save Buffalo, how can Patrick Kane? Well, Kane's from there. Yeah. Pat That's Kane his hometown. Knows. And to be fair, there's a lot of nice young pieces they've suddenly collected. Owen Power's going to arrive. They got, what, two, three first rounders this year? Yeah. Tage Thompson had a monster year. They love Dylan Cousins. Rasmus Dallin's turned into something. I mean, they probably still need to find out their goalie is long term, but like, there's a lot. I, I think they're in a better spot to surround a superstar and one that's twenty nine thirty, not nineteen. I think we can all get behind Buffalo being 
good again, right? Yeah, they've been bad so long. How could you hate them? You just feel sorry for them. And then Kane going home. Mm-hmm. I heard Pinder used to do. No, I'm not reading that. Okay, that's good. You think that's good? Close call there. Yeah, almost. That's uh, what you want to talk about. Do you own a pharmacy? Now, this is a big deal. I'm, I'm learning that this is a big deal about the pharmacies. Uh, uh, Patty Dumas just left. He owns a pharmacy. We could ask them. They've got the new mandates that are coming in like right away, and you have to have the new time release law, all of this thing. Get it sorted. Calgary Lock and Safe. That's what we've been telling you. Find out how Calgary Lock and Safe can retrofit your locks to meet the new mandates because you need them in order to stay open. CalgaryLockandSafe.com. They're good people. They're good good young boys and girls over there, and they'll take care of you. And tell them Pinder sent you. I tell get them a hell of a, Get a hell of a deal. <laughs> On the show tomorrow, Dave Dickinson. Stamps find a way for the second week in a row. This one a little bit more improbable than the Alouette win, but they get it done and uh, off to a 2-0 start. And it's going to be a back-to-back. We'll follow up Dave Dickinson at 7 o'clock with Ben Wagner, 7.35, as it's a matinee getaway day for the Jays in Chicago tomorrow. And did I hear uh, talking golf? We're going to try to talk some golf. Looks like uh, another huge name has gone over to the Saudi Golf Series, the Live Golf Tour. Uh, that uh, drama continues to escalate. Uh, you know, this, this is serious. Uh, and this one this feels is soap yeah. opera stuff we're, we're watching here unfold in the sport of golf. Yeah, this one does feel on brand. This well, very much like a guy so. Yeah, if be, there's uh, a turd that would go that way. A turd. Maybe not turd. But. Oh, fair enough. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, buddy.